0: Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast, the podcast that helps online coaches and entrepreneurs quantum leap their business. I'm your host, Shana Recker, and I'm here to share the stories, the strategies, and the mindset through my own personal journey in my online business, as well as the incredible guests that I bring on this show. We keep things super real here, and we share whatever we need to, to help you move your business forward. Let's dive into today's episode. This week, we are sharing some client spotlights. These are people who have been a part of either my client attractor program or my quantum accelerator program. Either way, they are newer entrepreneurs who are a lot of times came to me with an idea for something and we've worked together and created something amazing. And I love sharing these stories because I find other people's stories of starting their businesses and stepping out of their comfort zones. Sharing those stories really does help inspire other people to do the same. And that's really the mission behind the Client Spotlight episodes is to hopefully for you hear what you need to hear in order for you to take that leap in order to make the move and do the thing that is calling you from inside your heart. And so that's really what I want to share in these episodes. So welcome to our client spotlight episode. And I'm super excited to introduce you to Lauren. When Lauren came to me, she came to me as a doula and she was helping women with infertility. She was like, I want to create a group program where I can support and and serve women the way that she does because she has a special way that she does it and support them in a group setting. And uh, when we started together, she really didn't see herself as an entrepreneur or as as a coach, even she saw herself as a doula. And during our time together, she's gonna share her story here, but um, she has changed all of that. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Lauren. And uh, here we go. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on here today and chat about your journey and all the things that you've been through in your life and in your business, and things that we've been through together, and um just share you with the pursuit audience. So welcome. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, I love to start these, the interviews out with a little backstory about you and how you got into entrepreneurship, you know, kind of some of the things that you've been through, because I really do believe that the stories are what helps inspire people to make those same sort of quantum leaps in their own life. So I would love if you could take us back and and share your journey kind of to this point and some of the things that you've been through.
1: I guess back in... 2016 is when I really started to make a big change in my life. So in 2016, I gave birth to my son, Oscar. And at that point, I had been teaching high school for eight years. I was teaching high school science. I was loving it, but I always felt this deep desire of There's something more. I want to do something different. I wasn't quite sure when it would happen. I wasn't quite sure what it would be, but I just was silently or maybe not so silently, but I was just listening to that voice inside of me that was saying, you know, there's going to be something different. And that's when I worked with my first coach. And that was my introduction to, you know, how uh, it can be so powerful to work with a life coach. And when I worked with my life coach, we came up with together, I guess more so I came up with, but she helped walk me through that that I was going to become a birth doula. I was already teaching yoga at the time, but then what came about was I decided I was going to start teaching prenatal yoga because that worked really well with my audience of pregnant people. And then that led me to teaching postnatal yoga as well, mom and baby yoga. At the time I was working in studios. I was working at a studio called Happy Tree in Montreal. Um, And that was like this big massive life change at the time I went from having a I was tenured at the school board I had you know a pension I had benefits I had you know all of those things that were so secure and I made this kind of what maybe for outsiders maybe for my husband other people in my life like this crazy decision to kind of let that all go and then to pursue this dream of mine of just doing something different and really letting my heart lead the way.
0: I swear. um, I think something happened in 2016 because that's when I did a big pivot too. So there must've been something energetically happening at that time where all of a sudden we were all like, wait, what are we doing? (laughs) I need to do something different.
1: Um, I love that. And I think, you know, because I work with a lot of moms, um, I think there's something that happens in motherhood that just, it changes you. Um, and it changes your brain. And, you know, so I actually used to be um, a neuroscience researcher. So that was like another life Time when I was in academia and I did a work in neuroscience, and I was really studying the brain. So, and that's like really interesting to me. So, I know that you know, after in pregnancy and in birth, the brain really does change. And I think that a lot of mothers are looking, you know, to find work life balance when they have new children when they have their children. Um, and so I think that is what also kind of Pushed me to make this big you know, leap of faith, quantum leap, as as we might say, because it's just you're kind of like in this messy period. So it's like, well, why don't we just change everything all at once?
0: <laughs> just do it, you know, some and I think sometimes, though, and and I, I this needs to be said is that sometimes the pull is so strong, like it doesn't matter all of the what ifs and things like the pull becomes so strong that you can't ignore it anymore. Like you it's like you have to do something. So so now you're doing the doula the yoga
1: and then what happens in i think it was 2020 this this thing called covid happened (laughs) and yoga studios shut down and hospitals no longer allowed birth tools and i was out of work I was able to still do virtual doula work. Um, so that was like something that I started doing was supporting people um, online or just through like video calls or through voice calls when they were at the hospital. But when it came to my work teaching yoga, um, I really couldn't do that anymore. And there was um, a big need for it at that time because everybody was just really like we had our earth from us taken away. Right. And um I decided to start offering online yoga classes and and I had like people come. It was this thing that just kind of you know, happened because of COVID. And so over the time, you know, after the initial period of COVID, I kind of changed the model, I started offering six week yoga series, I involved a discussion circle at the beginning, because I found that especially because we were all isolated, there was a tremendous need for support and community. And so I was, you know, offering that element in my yoga classes. So it was kind of not only yoga, but it was also this really beautiful community that I had developed and yeah I guess kind of fast forward now to like I did that for two years and then it was this January that I again felt that desire in my heart saying I want to build something bigger I want to build something more I want to serve more women I want to support more women on this motherhood journey and so then that's when I decided I wanted to offer a group coaching program Um, and then that's when I found you Shana and that's when I joined your quantum Accelerator program because I was looking for some guidance and, well, how do I go about doing this? You know, I have experience guiding people online. I have some experience doing some one-on-one coaching, but I really was looking for, you know, how to go about um, doing what I'm doing now, which is my Fertile From Within three-month group container, which is a program to help women who are struggling to conceive um, really identify what the blocks are to why they are not conceiving at the level of in their physical body in their womb and the level of the emotional body at the heart, the level Mm. of their mindset, and then also in the level of their spirit and spiritually energetically. Mm. Um, So that's something that I launched this summer. And my goal was to get four women in that program. And I reached my goal. And now I'm offering that program and kind of planning ahead into the fall of um, launching it again for a, a January start the next time
0: around. I love that. And I think it's so good for people to hear that you went from, you know, a teacher teaching neuroscience and and studying the brain to, you know, yoga and then the doula. And now you're coaching people and doing Like what I want to hear, what I want everybody to hear is that you're allowed to change and it can be anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no rules with this. There's no like, oh, but you know, I was this for X amount of years, So I should probably stay, you know what I mean? Like there's, you get to be what, whatever comes up for you. Right. Well, first of all, what were some of the fears that you had in that, in any of those times, like any of your pivots, whether it's the pivoting into the doula or pivoting into um, coaching, like what were some of the things that came up for you that, you know, you would say that were probably the hardest things to overcome.
1: I think the first one, when I moved from, you know, being a high school teacher to then pursuing this path of being self employed. Mm. Um, the biggest problem and the biggest fear then was the finances around that. Yeah. It's like, how am I going to make money? <laughs> how am I going to replace this like weekly paycheck that I get and be able to pay my mortgage and be able to provide for my family? Because I'm not, you know, I don't have people in my life that are independently wealthy that can help support yeah. this type of right. So like I need to be contributing to my half of paying the bills. So that was probably the biggest thing.
0: How did you move through that? Like what was like mindset wise or even like what was it that you how did you uh, still take the steps even though that was a fear?
1: So the first thing was that I I did have a backup plan not plan, but it was kind of. I did know that because I was teaching, I was able to be a substitute teacher Mm. so that if I wasn't able to make my income goals on a monthly basis, um, that I would be able to pick up a few teaching contracts on a weekly basis. And that would be like my security blanket, I call. Yeah. So that was very helpful to just know that I could fall back on that. And then I think the second thing was just, I knew that it was going to be tough. Like, I really prepared myself mentally for that. You know, I'm not going to be able to match my teaching income right away, and mm-hmm. I was okay with that. And I think I had realistic expectations. Yeah. And of course, this is something that I had to, you know, talk to my husband about, my, just like so that we were on the same page, and just mm-hmm. like you know, making sure that we were on in the similar mindset of things are going to be tough. Like we're going to have to not go on that trip, or we're going to have to like not go out for dinner and kind of give up date night in the short term. Yeah. And then just kind of holding that long term vision in mind like, it won't always be this way. It's going to be yeah. uncomfortable for now, but it's for like the greater good later.
0: Yeah. I love that. We did the same thing. You know, Jason, I've had many conversations about different pivots and things and what, what that would look like. And I think even just having those conversations alleviated some of that stressful feeling of like, oh my gosh, what if this doesn't work? You know? And it was like, as soon as we talked it through and it was like, we would always go, okay, well, what would be the worst case scenario? You know? And it would be like, well, worst, worst, worst case scenario, we'd have to go talk to family and ask them to help us out, you know, and it never came down to that, you know, but we always knew much like, you know, not that that's a plan B you always want to rely on, but we always knew like if we really got into a situation, we know that there are people that would support us, but that wasn't the plan. It was just kind of knowing that was there. And the other thing I want to share, because when you said this, it was like, when I remember making the leap into coaching from being a network marketer, and I remember somebody saying to me, because I was really scared for the money piece too. I was like, well, this income is going to start to go away. And like, what if this doesn't work? And I remember somebody saying to me, why are you holding on so tightly to $80,000 a year when this decision you're making could, could potentially give you $80,000 a month? You know, because it was like, I couldn't, it was hard for me to see past what I'd already created, you know? And it was like, the opportunity was there. And it was like, once I kind of realized like, oh yeah, like there's a bigger opportunity here. Like, why am I thinking so small? Um, that was really helpful for me to kind of go, yeah, like, let's just go for it. Let's just do this. We're going to, we're going to figure it out.
1: The, the money, mm-hmm. And that's another whole cool story is how I, you know, have been working with my own money mindset, um, as I move into the world of entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that's a really great thing to, to say is like, money mindset or mindset in general, when it comes to entrepreneurship is so, so important. Like it's, it's, it's just as important as strategy and and the technology and all those other things, because how we think and feel about what we're doing actually impacts the results of what we're doing, you know, and it took me a long time to learn that. Um, and so I'm glad that you mentioned that, that working on that mindset piece was, was a part of your journey because it's so, so important. Mm-hmm. So now you've got this group coaching program. Um, how was that for you? Like, how was that for you to kind of, you know, because I know one of the things we you had shared with me is that prior to us working together, you hadn't seen yourself so much as an entrepreneur coach. And now you're like, I can confidently say, you know. So what shifted for you to be able to have this new awareness or this new belief around yourself?
1: Yeah, I think it's part experience and then part reflection back on the experience yeah and this is precisely something that I've been um you know teaching my own clients and just making them become aware of you know who are in my group coaching program this summer mm-hmm. but I find often when we're in the middle of a transformation that we might not have an awareness about how we're evolving right yeah. and I always to my science background i think about animals and evolution and it's like you know it's not until you've evolved into a new species that you can clearly see that the yeah. evolution is so i think from january up until now i didn't even realize that it was happening but then now at the end of the program and i think this is why reflection and journaling is so important is because when we need to then look back and be like Okay. Yeah, I remember on our last one on one call, you asked me, you know, so like what has changed? Yeah. And that was such an important question to ask because then it reminded me to reflect on the last six months and really like, how do I summarize this into a few words? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so what I see is that, and what I realized is that when I made my first career change from being a high school teacher to becoming a doula and a yoga teacher, that the change there was that I changed from, you know, having a stable job to becoming self-employed. But at that point, I was still working for yoga studios mm-hmm. and I was still working for a doula agency. So although I was self-employed, I wasn't actually an entrepreneur or business owner. Mm-hmm. I was just contracting to these different agencies.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and
1: then it wasn't really until COVID hit. And when I started delivering these online classes, people started paying me directly. Up until then, people were paying the doula agency. They were paying the yoga studio. And then I was writing them my invoice. Yes. And so it's very subtle but it's very different so then yeah. now people are me um I most recently you know um, applied for you know have have numbers I now pay G, like taxes to the government <laughs> yeah All yeah, yeah. Um, and so my reflection was that it's really only been in in this journey now of having an online business moving into the world of coaching that now I really see like wow like not only am I self-employed I'm actually a business owner, like yeah. I'm actually an entrepreneur and it was cool and a little bit scary, but I just, mm-hmm. now I can see that this shift has happened. But when I was in it, I didn't realize it was happening.
0: Yeah, I know. I can relate to that too. Cause I remember feeling that when I got into coaching, like being in a network marketing business, yeah, you're a business owner, but you're still part of a company. You know what I mean? Like when I started to having to sell myself versus selling the other company's product, it was a big shift in like, I was like, Oh God, I, am not, I used, I was a pro at selling somebody else's stuff, but now I got to sell myself. Like that was a whole different thing. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get that feeling of like, you know, stepping into, I am a business owner selling, selling me and selling what I know, which is, is a big shift, but, um, with the right help and support, like you can, you can definitely get there. Now I want to talk about your program because I know that you are, um, one amazing at what you do and you have, um, just such a beautiful way of doing it. I would love for you to share about your program, um, sort of how it evolved and, um, you know, just some of the things, because I know that there's definitely a lot of women who follow this podcast for sure. Um, and so I want them to hear what it is that you do and all that, but, um, yeah, just share, because I know you have another round of it coming up soon. And, um, I would love to introduce you and what you do to this amazing audience.
1: Yeah. So I was leading fertility yoga circles online for two years and I called it a circle, um, because there was this discussion component of we would show up And for 30 to 45 minutes before we got into the live yoga, we, there was a theme and I really, you know, take my teacher background and like providing structure to my Mm -hmm. classes. So every week I would prepare a handout um, on a particular topic and I really structured it so that over the six weeks that it all had a lot, like I was making my lesson plan, right? And this is how as a teacher, you're taught to think backwards, you're reverse engineering. You're like, what are the goals that I have for my students? What do I want them to learn by the end of the Mm -hmm. program? Mm -hmm. And I would have that in mind. And then I would choose a theme for the six weeks and then I would choose my topics for each week. And so Mm -hmm. I would always prepare a out um and you know and I would send it on Monday and then get everybody to read it so that they came to class and you know what, like as I say this out loud I'm like wow it's like this is I really was like teaching a class in this way because I wanted my yeah. students to be prepared for the discussion yeah but <laughs> so, so then we come to class on Tuesday night and we discuss and we share and sometimes go into breakout rooms and and then we did yoga. Right. So just to say that that is, I, I took, you know, when I was developing my three-month group coaching program at Container for the summer, I wanted to take elements of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also wanted to incorporate some new elements and then just really, you um, have my clients have a lot more access to me, um, in terms of helping them with their individualized issues, problems, helping them really get the personalized guidance that they needed. Because Mm -hmm. in the yoga circle, it wasn't so much that I was coaching them. I was just holding space for the discussion. I was just leading the group. And so that's really been the biggest difference between what I was doing then and what I'm doing now. Um, and so what I'm doing now is it's a 12 week program. And in terms of um, kind of weekly touch points with me, I start the week off every week of the program off with um, a guided meditation on Monday mornings. Mm. And that has just been so beautiful because I think it's, you know, what we said this week in the in meditation was, you know, it's a fresh start. It's like Monday morning, you know, doesn't matter what the weekend's been like, what type of like a a crazy week that you had. We we come, we gather on Monday morning and we're able to just like recenter. We're able to ground, we're able to connect. For me, those elements of the womb, the heart, the mind and the spirit is that Mm -hmm. we're coming into the alignment of those four elements. And then we're also listening to our heart's desires. And Mm -hmm. it's a good time to quiet and to really go inwards and to listen and then to set a new intention for that week. Mm -hmm. Um, an intention based on the felt sense of the heart and not so much the mind of what we think we should be doing, but really from that place of what we want, what our deepest desire is. Mm. So that's the Monday morning session. And then on Tuesday night, we gather for our group coaching call. Um, and then in that call, there is a theme. Um, and so I do a little bit of teaching on that topic on the theme. There's always some journaling. Mm. Um, I always proceed journaling with a, a short guided meditation so that we can bypass the analytical logical mm-hmm. mind we want journaling to come from the subconscious so i always lead people into a, a deeper state of relaxation and then we do the journaling together there's such mm-hmm. power in like doing mm-hmm. it together as a community um and then there's sharing and sharing is also a really big important component of my program and i think that's really what my clients you know in addition to what they get from me is they just it's it's healing To hear other people's stories and to know that you have the same struggle and you have the same pain. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is part of the healing. And it's also just allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And I think that it's, it's hard but it's also the the part of the healing process when we say these things out loud. So mm-hmm. I'd say at the end of the day, really, that is, it is a healing program. And um, this is part of what I'm also trying to educate on in my social media is just like, what does it mean to heal? Because I feel like we throw that word around a lot yeah. <laughs> online. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's healing in the level of the wound, the heart, the mind, and the spirit on those mm-hmm. four pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what we're doing for the 12 weeks. And then people also get three one-to-one calls with me in the program um and then we have our Slack group um which is where we get to you know share our weekly wins we get to share our challenges um Mm.
0: Um, and ah, It sounds beautiful. And now, uh, just so everybody is clear, who who is this for? Like, it's the fertile from within. So obviously, people who are looking to become pregnant. Um, is it just anyone, or is there a specific type? If you wanted to share, because right now I I'm done having kids, but I want to join. So like, because <laughs> it just sounds so amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I want to start every Monday morning like that. Um, but. Obviously I'm not the, the the ideal person for this program. so just share a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. And thank you for saying that. And I think, you know, we can all benefit from having a weekly touch point in the morning with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, I have a community, a meditation community that I am part of where we do gather at 6 a.m. every morning to meditate together. Mm -hmm. And that has been so, um, such an important part of me being a grounded mother, entrepreneur, all Mm -hmm. of those things is to start my day off in that way. So I think it's so important. But Mm -hmm. yes, my program is specifically not just for anybody, that is trying to conceive it's really targeting the population of those that have been struggling Mm. and the struggle really like we can get like a little bit more technical about it is Mm. technically it is you know if you are over the age of 35 and I don't really prescribe to this belief but this is what the medical community will say is that Mm. if you've been trying for six months Mm. or longer to conceive without success and you're over the age of 35 then that would kind of classify you as being struggling. Oh, okay. If you were under the age of thirty-five, it's now we're looking at twelve months or longer. So if okay. you've been trying. For 12 months still no positive pregnancy test you know this is the time when i teach that you know yes it is a good idea to go to your fertility clinic to your meta your family doctor to go get some testing done to see like if there is an underlying physical issue um but then sometimes the problem is that then You know, there's so many things that we can do before we jump into fertility treatments like IUI, which is like artificial insemination, or Mm -hmm. IVF, which is in vitro fertilization. You know, and then often the general public doesn't know that there are other things that they can do before they jump into these like really invasive Matan procedures. So I'm there to kind of like provide that information, um, but then also to work with people that, you know, maybe they've tried those techniques. And it hasn't worked. And then sometimes, unfortunately, it's like this wake up call of, oh, there might be another way to actually do this. Mm. And then that's kind of where I come in. But my goal, you know, leading into the future is to try to like get, because often I work with people who have been trying for like three, five, 10 years, mm-hmm. nothing has worked, right? And that's when the deeper inner work and the deeper healing need, it needs to happen. I don't want to yeah. say it needs to happen, but often if the other things haven't worked, there's something underneath the surface that we need to bring to light. Mm -hmm. Um, But moving forward, I really want to try to work with maybe the preconception population of people who are just starting to think about it Mm -hmm. so that I try to bring some like evidence-based, like reliable information because Mm -hmm. it's just so hard today to get you know to get reliable information Mm -hmm. Um, and this is part of what we do as birth doulas and really like what is a doula is like we help provide pregnant people with reliable information about birth Mm -hmm. Um, and you know I I use social media to promote my business and I think it's fantastic but then you know there's always a shadow side to everything and yeah you know the, the curse of social media is that well what is reliable information because there's just so much out there
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the thing when, when it comes to social media, just, uh, you know, is, is, is what you know, and believe to be true is where you stand. And that's what that's what shines on your social media kind of thing. And and there's always, because the thing is, is there's always going to be somebody who doesn't agree with you. You know what I mean? Like you could have exact science pointing out exactly how this works and someone's still going to tell you that you're wrong. Um, so you kind of have to just do you, boo. But um, no, that's, that's incredible. And I think that is um, just such an important space to be in because personally, I have not struggled with fertility, but I do know people close to me, myself, and my family and friends who have. And to be honest, I don't know if they ever looked at this, at these elements of, you know, inner healing, like you say, like more of like a healing, because it's, this is, this analogy is going to make, this is going to be kind of silly, but it's the only way I can think to describe it. It's like, you know, when you in high school or whatever, when you really wanted a boyfriend and you were like, Oh, I want this boyfriend so bad. But then when you let go and stop looking for it and you just like release it, that's when like the man of your dreams walks in. You know what I mean? When you can just like, like release and heal, like I, like everything that you talked about in your program to me just sounds like, it feels like, like a, Big breath of like fresh air of like like I just can like feel my whole body just like relaxing, and then that's what sometimes will allow the things to take place.
1: A big breath of fresh air. I think that's why my you know handle and my website URL is um, so fitting because I am breathe with Lauren. Yes, I think the front page of my website is like you know let like take a big breath with me and. Yeah. You know, it all, it comes back to the breath. And this is what I teach in some of the mindfulness practices, the breath work practices is mm-hmm. that we can lot to regulate the nervous system just through breath work. And that's, Another one of my missions right now is to try to simplify, you know, this concept of self care mm. and that, like, you don't have to be doing a 100 different things. And that, you know, just through doing five minutes of mindful, conscious breathing in a specific yeah. way, that this actually can be helpful to your adrenal system, to your nervous system, to help regulate things. And yeah, I just wanted to say one thing because, yeah, when it comes to like the um, Stress component of like impacting fertility. I think it's um can be a trigger for a lot of people who are struggling to conceive because I think from the outside, when we don't know, and we're just it comes from a place of love and we're trying to help. But a lot of kind of well-meaning people will say to someone who's struggling to conceive, like, ah, you just need to relax. Yeah. Go like, on a vacation. Yeah. You'll get pregnant then, you know, and that yeah. can be extremely triggering and frustrating for someone who's struggling. For someone who's, yeah. Yeah. That being said, Stress is a factor that can be blocking mm. conception. Yeah. And that's why a big part of what you know we're doing in yoga and what we're doing with breath work is to how can we, you know, start to regulate stress levels so mm-hmm. that the body because really at the end of the day, what is stress? It's like telling your body that it's not safe. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's a signal to your body that you're you are in danger. That's what stress mm-hmm. is. And it, it is there to serve us. Because if you are in danger, then you need to run away from your predator. Right. But then if you're constantly s- signaling to your body that you're in danger, well, then your body is protecting you by not giving you the ability to get pregnant. Because why would you have to like, you know, coming back to full circle, we were talking about evolution. Yes. animal. Like, you know, I often think of it through that lens of like, well, an animal that's in danger, they're not going to give birth in an open field. They're they're going to go, you know, they're not going to be able to get pregnant in the first place because they're in danger. So we have to think of it sometimes through that lens. Of,
0: and this is something that I think is so true all the time, is that all of the things that you've done in your life from the teaching, the, you know, study, it's like, it's all, it all is happening for the bigger purpose. Right. Like I think of that even in my own life, like my, I was a graphic designer and then I was like, I was in marketing and then I went into network marketing, like all of those little things, even though they're all over the place, they all contribute to what I do now. You had mentioned this briefly, but that you are considering something for people who aren't necessarily struggling with pregnancy yet. They're just in those starting stages because like, why not start to teach these things before it gets to that, you know, and like introduce these tools before so that they have them and, and then maybe they don't end up having to struggle in the first place. So,
1: and just so that they they can enjoy the process mm-hmm. too of yeah. like trying to get pregnant. And I think like, cause I, I have been in contact and in conversation with some, you know, many people who are just starting. And then my advice, my, my, you know, number one, number two tips always are trust the process Mm -hmm. and try to have fun while doing it (laughs) because I just think that it's like, especially for those that are, and I tend to work with a lot of like type A, Mm -hmm. you know, driven kind of a little bit control freaky, you know, Mm -hmm. type personalities. And I used to be one of those. (laughs) have those elements within me so I say that with love and I think a lot of my clients and students they also recognize it in themselves right and Mm -hmm. so when we approach fertility from that aspect or from you know that lens of the the masculine of like go 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 do 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 achieve it's like that that's not how it works when it comes to getting we have to step into more of the feminine of like opening up to receive Mm -hmm. um, and then trust
0: that your body is going to be able to do this and that you have to take your mind out of it. Um, so powerful. Like, that's why I say what you're creating, what you're doing is so powerful. And I'm so honored to be able to have, uh, you know, this relationship with you over the last six months and to help you the best ways that I could. And, and I think that what you're developing and where you're moving into is just beautiful. And I'm, I'm so excited for you. So I know that there are people here who are going to be wanting to be in touch with you. Where can everybody find you? Where's the best places and spaces to, um, to learn more about Lauren? So
1: I am at breathe with an E, not breath, breathe with Lauren mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. That's also my website is breathewithlauren.com. Mm. So those are the two best places to find me. Um, and then in my Instagram, I do have my link and bio kind of gives you more um, avenues. So I also have a YouTube channel. Um, it's also Breathe with Lauren. Um, and on my YouTube channel, I share short breath work practices, short guided meditations, um, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. So that's somewhere that you can go and find, you know, my voice and let, just letting me lead you into that calm. Um, and I also have for anybody who is struggling to conceive, if you're listening, um, I have a beautiful Facebook support group. It's my Mm -hmm. fertility support Facebook group, and that's a place where it's private, it's small. Um, and I have a beautiful community there. Um, it's very small now it's growing, but I think it's nice sometimes when it's small, because I do know, um, from past clients that, you know, sometimes in the space of support groups, when they're really large and you don't really know who's in there, it can Mm -hmm. also be triggering. And it's you know kind of that like mean girl thing yeah. that ends up happening. So in my support group, it's just it's very like I like to pride myself on the fact I feel like I just bring like really beautiful beautiful people. Not yes. like from the
0: you know like yeah. beauty from the souls like people who are very compassionate and
1: supportive together into a space. Yeah.
0: That's the intention for the group. So that's what you attract, right? It's like set that intention for the group. And I think that's amazing. And all of the links for everything that Lauren has, we will put in the show notes so you guys can easily go there. Um, Lauren, this has been such a awesome chat and you're such a bright light and I'm so excited for you and it's been such a pleasure and honor and all the things. Um, and I'm excited to see where this next phase takes you.
1: Yeah, me too, because I have no idea. Well, I don't know. I do have an idea, but you know, it's just interesting how doesn't matter how many times you do it. I feel like, but it always feels a little bit scary when you are pivoting or jumping into the next chapter. And that's mm. kind of where I'm at right now. I'm at a bit, bit of a crossroads. I'm looking to change around my programs a bit, even though I, I know I want to offer. Yeah. And Container. And I'm trying to figure out. Well, what am I doing with my my pregnant people? What am I doing with my yeah. mom? I also love working in person. And now that yoga studios are open again, Mm -hmm. I I am planning to go back to a yoga studio, a new one to teach one class a week and just start to do that a little bit again. So anyway, but it all feels a little bit scary right now because I I just don't know how it's going to really play out or look like.
0: Well, and that's, and if there's one thing you would have learned from me over six months is that you just keep taking steps, keep moving forward and the how will figure itself out as you go. Um, and, and, And that's the thing when you're making these quantum leaps, it it actually does feel messy in the middle. It does feel a little bit unstable. And that's how you know you're in you're you're in that place where you're moving to your next level because if everything were stable and you knew everything and whatever there's there's really no growth in that right so it's growing time (laughs) it's the wobble time as we like to call it if this is resonating with you please make sure you connect with lauren and and see what she's got going on in her world and lauren this has been so fun and thank you so much for your time and, and for sharing on here today you're welcome shana thank you Thank you for listening to today's episode. It is my hope that this chat today helped you become relentless in the pursuit of your dreams. If you loved it, please leave an honest review on iTunes. It helps more people find this podcast, this content. And as always, I love when you share screenshots of these episodes on your iPhone into your iStories and tag me in it. I always reshare them and send you a personal thank you message every single time you do it. So thanks so much for joining. Until next time. Be relentless in your pursuit.